Well, hey everybody, Jonathan Doyle with you once again. Hasn't it been a while, huh? Welcome back to the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast. If you're listening to this, God bless you, because I'm sure you're a regular listener and you've been wondering uh, which edge of the planet did I fall off? It's like one of those old maps, you know, when they thought that the, uh, the earth was flat and there were dragons and waterfalls if you went off the edge. Where did Jonathan go? It's, uh, it's like that Where's Wally book. Where's Jonathan? So friends, I sent out an email yesterday to everybody and explained a little bit of what's been happening. Uh, long story short, the government reaction to COVID had a huge impact on, I guess, the career that I've been involved with for the last two decades plus. The travel obviously disappeared. It was a great pity because I was looking forward to being back in the U.S. a lot with all of the wonderful teachers from the United States. I was going to keynote the NCEA convention in Baltimore before just as COVID hit. And then that shut down all the travel and then obviously uh, the business that we had and, and the work that we were doing was very significantly impacted by some of the decisions of our government which led me uh, to, I guess, a kind of career change. And I've been doing some different things just uh, to keep things moving along. But the whole time I've just had an awareness of just how crucial the work of Catholic teachers is. And I said in yesterday's email that you can tell, it's a quote from Christine Kane. You know, she once said, you can tell if something's from God because you try to leave it alone, but it won't leave you alone. And I've been feeling, I guess, more and more recently as I've prayed through it over the last few weeks, that there are so many amazing Catholic teachers out there every day trying to live out their faith, to live out their vocation, to serve young people. And I just wanted to keep offering something that I hope will be a blessing to you. And uh, so that will be the daily email. I'm going to be putting out the podcast as often as possible, hopefully on a daily basis. And I also want to put some stuff on YouTube. Uh, I, I sort of, I don't have any social media at the moment. I've over the last few years been deleting those accounts. I'm, I'm not convinced that social media is in general is a force for social good. So I've progressively moved out of that space, but I use YouTube a lot myself for learning and uh, a whole bunch of different things. So I'll try and get some content there. Now, all I want to do just to finish up here is take you through yesterday's quote, if you didn't see it, and uh, talk a little bit about today's. We're in Lent at the moment, and I thought I'd just speak really briefly about today's gospel, which I think has something to offer us as Catholic educators. So yesterday's quote was um, a beautiful quote from Roger Scruton. Some of you might be familiar with Roger Scruton uh, went home to Jesus recently, passed away. Uh, he's often seen as the greatest uh, conservative philosopher of the last probably hundred years, uh, a really dignified and brilliant philosopher and man. And uh, his quote was simply this. He said, something of the child's pure delight in creation survives in every true work of art. One more time, something of the child's pure delight in creation survives in every true work of art. So why did I choose that? Because if you know anything about Roger Scruton, you know that he wrote voluminously on beauty. And he had an obsession with trying to inculcate beauty back into our world. And he wrote a great deal about art. 
And I guess he was a defender of the idea that beauty was really not so much in the eye of the beholder. He, he would argue that beauty was an objective thing and that it had appeared in the great works of art and music throughout the centuries. And I shared this quote because it's important to remember that beauty needs to be part of our Catholic school environment. Now, not all of us are going to have the budgets to create the Sistine Chapel or recreate the Sistine Chapel in our classrooms. But I just want to encourage you that any small aspects of beauty that you can bring into your teaching are really important. They have a spiritual effect, a spiritual impact. So it might mean that, you know, you have music playing really quietly, some, some you know, always like Beethoven's Seventh, you know, just quietly playing that in the background. Or whether it's flowers or posters or artwork, don't underestimate the importance of beauty in the Catholic school. You know, you might have heard that uh, the term, the concrete jungle. It actually was a book. I think it came out in the 60s. The concrete jungle was a thesis that when people were surrounded by ugliness, by concrete and by, uh, you know, mess and dirt, then, you know, it tended to affect social behaviors and crime and all sorts of things. Saw a video yesterday of, uh, you know, McDonald's has just shut down its flagship restaurants in Seattle and no offense to anybody living in Seattle, but some of the issues there with crime and homelessness and the, the inner city area just being kind of really falling apart in many ways. Once that process takes hold, once that sense of ugliness or decay begins to happen, it's very hard to bring it back. So we need to be thinking about our Catholic schools that if we keep our finger on the pulse, on that sort of aesthetic pulse, so that our schools, in whatever way we can do, are places of beauty, that's going to have an effect on our, on our students and on us. So I guess my summary on this would just be to say that beauty isn't a neutral thing. It's not a subjective thing. It's an objective force. You know, we talk in, in Catholic theology about something called the transcendentals, which I've spoken about pretty regularly, truth, beauty, and goodness. And this goes back to Aristotle, who argued that, uh, you know, the, the, the truth, beauty, and goodness were inherent to the nature of God. So wherever you saw truth, wherever you encountered beauty, wherever you experienced goodness, you're experiencing the divine. So let's hold on to that. All right. Today's quote, which will go out in the next couple of hours, it's 4.37 a.m. here in the studio. Uh, I've had a pretty early start today. This is a beautiful quote from uh, Padre Pio, or St. Pio, as many of you would know him, a very famous priest who carried the stigmata. He says, be content to progress in slow steps until you have legs to run and wings with which to fly. One more time, be content to progress in slow steps until you have legs to run and wings with which to fly. I wanted to bring this quote to you because the first part of this, be content to progress in slow steps. Can I remind all of us today that the, the Catholic spiritual life is, it's the Emmaus Road, isn't it? It's the one foot in front of the other. It's these little steps as we encounter the presence of Jesus through sacrament, through prayer, through ritual. So I want to encourage you today to keep taking slow steps, to keep continuing to grow your spiritual life, your life of prayer, 
little bit of time with the Gospels each day. You know, I, I have just made prayer, daily prayer, the, the bedrock of my life. I, I really have, by the grace of God, not because I'm special, but because I've just realized over years that daily prayer, daily time with Jesus, with Mary, is so crucial. Praying for my kids, praying for you guys. So it's slow steps. You know, you'd have to ask Karen whether or not uh, it's working, but I'd like to think that very slowly over the years, through cooperating with grace, that we do change and we do grow. So let's not be hard on ourselves if we're not all bilocating or experiencing angelic visions every single day, but it's walking out these slow steps in each classroom, each lesson that you're teaching, each interaction with students and colleagues, slow steps. It's these slow steps that build our spirituality, that build Christ's ability to work through us. And then one day, when you put all those slow little steps together, those, all those little prayers, all those little moments of silence and stillness and scripture, it allows God to shape you into who he really always wanted you to be and knew you could be. And that's what we need. We need saints in our Catholic schools. Do you know that? Do you know that's why I do this? Because I genuinely believe that's what's actually happening in Catholic education. Or that's why it's established. Because Jesus believes in us. He believes that we can become saints, that we can become holy. And we do it in these tiny daily steps. All right, the last thing, because this is much longer than normal. So always, uh, most days, these podcasts are three or four minutes, but a little bit longer today because it's been a while. Today's gospel, we're in week uh, Wednesday, I'm in Wednesday of week two of Lent. Uh, it's a reading from the gospel of Matthew chapter 20, verse 17 to 28. And it's that story, I won't read it to you, but it's that story where, you know, the, the mother of James and John comes before Jesus and says, hey, do me a favor. And Jesus is like, what do you want me to do? And, he, and she says, well, I want you to make my sons kind of your, your second in commands. I want you to give them seats on your left and right when you come into your kingdom. Of course, she assumed that his kingdom was going to be a massive military restoration of, uh, you know, Hebrew nationalism. And these were her, you know, her precious boys were going to be like number, number two and three. And Jesus, of course, you know, goes on to, to make the point because, as you know, as often happens in any small community, the other disciples find out that this uh, request was made and they're not exactly excited about it. And Jesus, you know, this is why the gospel is so incredible, why it's so culturally transformative, because he tells them that they can't live this way. He makes the point that the cultures that surround them, the Gentile cultures, you know, Jesus says that these are the cultures where the great men make their presence felt, that, uh, that those in leadership exercise power and they make people feel it. And Jesus says, this is not to be like, you're not to be this way. He said, the greatest among you will be the one who serves. So friends, we could talk about this for hours, but very simply, the gospel is the gospel of descent. It's a gospel where counterculturally, that the more that we seek the lowest place, the more that Christ elevates us and lifts us up. Now, the reason I'm sharing this with you guys today is simply because our young people immersed in this social media world are taught that life is really about profile. 
It's about being recognized. It's about being an influencer. It's about being powerful, significant, having authority, having, you know, recognition by all those around them. And as you probably know better than most, particularly for our young women, this social media culture often leaves them leaving, you know, feeling anything but empowered. I think it's in general a pretty destructive force. So as a Catholic educator, you have a chance to teach this gospel, to begin to teach this gospel to them, this gospel of that it's okay to seek the lower place. It's okay to seek humility and simplicity and, and lowliness. These are countercultural forces. That's why Catholic teachers are like these, I think you're all like secret agent, you know, special forces operators because you're under the radar telling a very different story to a culture that's lost its way. So friends, that's it for me today. There's a lot in there, but uh, let's take these slow steps as Padre Pio tells us. Let's keep looking for beauty and bringing beauty into our schools as Roger Scruton tells us. And let's keep seeking the lowest place, as Jesus tells us, because if we do that, then he's going to raise us up and put us exactly where he wants us to be. So from my heart to yours, thank you for all you're doing in the hidden daily work of Catholic education. You can find out everything about us at onecatholicteacher.com, O-N-E, onecatholicteacher.com. And uh, if you want to email me, just email me direct, jonathan at onecatholicteacher.com. Please make sure you've subscribed wherever you're hearing this. And of course, I'd love if you could share this with other Catholic teachers. All right, friends, hopefully I'll be back tomorrow. I'm back in the game by the grace of God. My name is Jonathan Doyle. This has been the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast, and I'll be speaking to you again tomorrow.